Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are rich. We are going to be filthy, stinking, disgustingly rich. Get me my ice mask. Get your ice mask. We're going to be so rich you can hire an Eskimo to sit on your face. Enjoy wrestling. Spider Man good. Spider Man is good. Hey, fun fans! Yeah. It's we enjoy wrestling. We're gonna talk all about Far From Home because it's amazing. <laughs> uh, how do they do it, Eric? How do the uh, yeah, even the okayest Marvel movies are pretty good, but this one is one of the top tier ones. This is pretty good. It's a how yeah. is it such a great Spider Man film, an MCU, and, and a great Iron Man film? Like it's all three. It's uh, a <laughs> Iron Man legacy, but also like um, there's a lot of things going on this week. As Stranger Things, as Far From Home, The Walking Dead comic inexplicably ended. Mad Magazine's canceled. Ah, yeah. There's a Sandman show coming to Netflix. So there's an Akira animated anime coming, and uh, we're gonna talk about Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley falling through a stage and They're exploding and exploding story where they got merged together by electricity <laughs> yeah where they merged and became uh, like some mega horus pinker like in the co- in spider-man comics when sandman and hydroman accidentally merged together into muckman into muckman yeah yeah that that well yeah actually i was about i, I don't know why i was gonna do that i was gonna get it give away something about far from home and that would have been horrible it would have been. It, it would have been, been. But also, like, uh, it was also a very Hound and Mountain ending, if we're also spoiling <laughs> Game, <laughs> Game of Thrones for everybody on Earth. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I mean, they died, right? I didn't I didn't watch Ron, any. Ron I didn't, and Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch any follow-up or any uh, updates on .com or watch any YouTube It videos, would be but. funny, again, like, how far. And I, I know um, Lucha Underground takes us much further, like, soap opera storylines but if if someone's contract was up and they're like yeah we're gonna just kill your character you know (laughs) i think (laughs) i'm trying to remember i think there was a murder i think when because there was an undercover cop storyline going on in lucha underground right right and when they found out they murdered one of the the dude's (laughs) partner and like who was an active wrestler on the show you know they they go undercover as wrestlers Uh, okay. I gotta watch this. Gotta I did. This. I did read up on how Walking Dead ends. I kind of know. I I sort of uh, cursory style. I know what's been going on in the comics just because yeah. of you know comic reporting. So I I did see what I wanted to know how it ended. By the way, that's how I'm going to treat Supernatural too. Like I'll probably <laughs> tune in for the final couple episodes. Oh, no, but, I, I've definitely done that. Like uh, I watched like the last four episodes of ER. Which, you know, the the fourth, that's when they brought back, you know, everyone started to come back, like Clooney and Margulies had that episode. It was like one, like fourth from last, I think. So I was like, okay, I was deeply invested in this show at one point in my life. It's been a decade, but uh, I want to see how it ends. So, yeah, I've, I've 
yeah, that we we do we all do that with certain things. Well, that's an interesting. Actually, that's an interesting topic. Um, if we were a radio show, it would be a call-in topic. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like shows that you really love, but just really went on a long time, and you didn't watch the later seasons. For me, yeah, ER, X Files. Like I didn't watch the what was it Doggett? Who did? Uh, yeah. What was the? It was Doggett and Reyes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch those years, and mm-hmm. and so it's like. But it's like it's not like I didn't like the X Files. The same thing with Supernatural, which I did actually watch for a longer time. Yeah, because I was I was I was sporadically covering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I think I I think I tapped out this past season for sure. But maybe the half season before that. Yeah, so that's the way I'm going to treat Supernatural. Uh, this is a I don't know if you heard the edit there. I just sort of had to piece it together because uh, I froze on my end, and I think the podcast gods are angry that we're not talking about wrestling. We're talking about so many different pop culture things. Yes, that it's messing with us, Eric. It's messing. It's going to freeze us up. This time it's on my end. We've opened a portal. A lot of times it's on your end. Yeah, to the yeah. upside down. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Oh no, I mentioned something else. <laughs> uh, so uh, 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 here, uh, I did a uh, interview. You back center gonna be like this the whole time because this is aggravating that was a very brief second there so we could try continuing and see how it goes all right because we still got to talk about fast and furious at the end so hopefully <laughs> we do uh i did an interview with juice robinson uh, of new japan and ring of honor uh, a few days ago you can also you can it should have come right into your podcast slots if you subscribe to us on your podcast app or you know whatever platform you listen to us on if not you can seek that out because the G1 Climax 29 uh, tournament is kicking off here in Dallas tomorrow. I'm going to the press conference after this podcast. And it's the first time that the tournament's been held on U.S. soil. It's not the first time New Japan's been over here, but it's the first time the G1 Climax has been here. And this mm-hmm. this uh, tournament is like decades old. It's gone back to the early 90s. And I think, I mean, tournaments, it, it existed in some form even before that in the 80s, just called something different and with different rules. And it's a it's a tournament. Basically, it lasts for weeks, Eric. It's like you have uh, the A bracket and the B bracket, and everyone in the A block fights each other, and everyone in the B block fights each other until they sort of go through. Everyone faces each other in those respective blocks, and mm-hmm. then whoever earns the most points, you get th- through wins and such. Then those two, uh, the winner of the A block, the winner of the B block, they fight each other, and the winner of that gets a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom, which is kind of like their WrestleMania in uh, January. So. It's it, but it lasts a long time, and it's just a lot of really tough, hard-fought wrestling. John Moxley is in the B block with Juice Robinson, so they will fight again. I talked to Juice about you know him being the guy, basically the first guy that John Moxley faced in his first post WWE match, yeah. in which Moxley beat him for the IWGP United States Championship, and uh, through it. Juice got more spotlight than usual, even though he is a rising star in New Japan. Like he's very popular there, and he, you know everything he's doing there is working in ways. That did did not... we see him um, when we went in? Yes, uh, you did see him. I thought so. I thought you saw so. him in a three on three street fight, right uh, match, and mm-hmm. uh, you also saw a, a few of the people that you know, because it was a New Japan Ring of Honor show. You saw some people that will be competing in the G one, like Okada and Jay White. And Naito mm-hmm. and Ibushi, so you got to see some of those cool performers. So yeah, though 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 yeah. All right, how bad was that? That was bad. He said you got to see some of those cool performers, and then there was silence, and then a beep, and Max Hedrumming. 
Oh, boy. Okay, this is going to be... Let's make this one quick, because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but, uh, right. yeah, so you get to see some of those cool Deuterinos at the G1 Super... <laughs> G1 Super <laughs> Show at Supercard in April. Uh, but, yeah, so we are beset on all sides by things that are uh, technology things that are working against us. Is this Dark Fate? Is this Terminator Dark Fate? I think it is. Yes. I still love that trailer. I saw it with Far From Me too. Home. I saw it with uh, Spider-Man uh, in IMAX at CityWalk the other night, and it's a really good trailer. It's good. I mean, it very well could be a movie that's not so great but has a great trailer, but sure. I'm, hope- I'm hoping it's the thing where the trailer and the movie kind of line up. And That's the best part. That's the, that's best, the best thing. That's the best thing of all. So we have a, uh, a Patreon where you can uh, donate a paltry fee and uh, to our efforts, and it really does help us, especially because I had to... I have to rent the rest of these Fast and Furious movies, by the way, Eric, because they're not on Netflix. They only have one through three. Right. They, only, they go through Tokyo Drift, and they're like, this far, no further. They <laughs> they Picard me. It's only a trilogy <laughs> for us. Yeah, it is. It ends with this idiot. <laughs> it ends with a really cool character named Han dying, and then this idiot just sort of taking over the drifting <laughs> drift racing scene in Tokyo. The end. It attends with this cultural appropriation as he's the Drift King. So anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can go to patreon.com backslash wrestling And uh, thank you so much for everyone who's our patron already, our, our our fun fans. You're all, like I said, you're all fun fans. You're all our fireflies, but there are some. You're all our children there, now. There are some fun fans that are in quotes, right? Like the official <laughs> fun fans. Sure. The uh, exalted fun fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, t-shirt shop, yada, yada, yada. There's uh, some Independence Day deals going on over at prowrestlingtees.com so if you wanted to get a lot of bullet club stuff and a lot of aew stuff which um and then uh you know throw in a we enjoy wrestling shirt in there we would not object because uh, you know they probably have one of those deals where if you spend a certain amount you get free shipping or you get a certain percent off hey, i say they come for the we enjoy wrestling shirt stay for the aew stuff why yeah why well, not go that way well you know you're a much better hype man for our podcast than i am clearly <laughs> the uh uh there are reports that uh, Fox is because they want ratings and they want things to happen when WWE moves there in the fall. They want Trump on their TV. They want Trump on SmackDown. And so the, these are the reports that are coming through. I don't mean to get super political all of a sudden on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not that some people out there already don't label us as uh, social justice warriors, which is probably the best label. Like, oh, how it's, is that, yeah, how it's is the that greatest, an insult? Like, how is it's an insult? It's like mega insult that just sort of kind of sounds awesome. Yeah. It's it's like a weird self-own. It's like, oh, these social justice warriors. I'm like, thank you. I don't like, care about anything. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't care about society or justice. Right. We're moving things forward in a positive way. I am a troglodyte. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's disgusting. But – and someone like tweeted at me because, you know, I, I – I don't know. I – mentioned something about it on Twitter, but someone's like, you're still going to watch. I'm like, no, I won't. I Actually, I won't. I will not. The same way I don't watch the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. I won't watch the Trump and SmackDown. I, I got to wonder about this, these reports because I don't know. You know. Look, WWE, look, you know, we know where Vince and the McMahon family leans politically. Um, we know about the real life friendship between Vince and Trump. They have pointedly not brought that up. No, no, no. But I, but I'm saying, like, do you think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Fox would be asking them no. to try to get Trump on? No, because I think 
Because that I, sounds more realistic. Like the executive doesn't to me though. I mean, oh, okay. look, things could have changed. Look, because you know, every, you know, obviously things are shifting drastically on a corporate level as far as Fox. You know, because um, now that they sold off 20th Century Fox, and again, this gets weird and confusing and the minutia of it. But you know, a year ago it was all one company, um, Fox the Network, Fox the Studio. Now they are separate. However, pointedly, you know, first of all, I'll point out that Fox the Network and Fox News aired very different content. And, you know, it was interesting because Fox the Network has shows uh, like Simpsons and Family Guy and others that have, like, made very pointed jokes about Trump, right? Yeah, and are, and are pretty staunchly anti-Trump. Anti-Trump, And then you have yeah. Fox News, which is a, a completely separate branch. Right. So even now, even though they've sold off the studio – those shows are still airing on their network, right? Like they are still licensing Simpsons and Family Guy and most of their other shows they were already airing are still being licensed now from 20th Century Sox Studio, which is owned by Disney. Again, it's confusing. Um, I have to think that, uh, yeah, Fox News is one thing. Fox News is all in on a certain brand and a certain audience. Fox the Network has to appeal to a broader audience. And I would think, hope slash we'll see, I don't know that they would understand just how polarizing and off-putting putting Trump on a show that's not supposed to be like Fox News. It's not supposed to be like, we want this audience and all in on this audience and screw everyone else. WWE can't be that. And I, that's why I was bringing yeah, up— Yeah, they will lose people. They will lose people. Right. That's and, why I was bringing up the fact that they have smartly not mentioned Trump, not mentioned we have a Hall of Famer in the president. You know, if, if things were going well for Trump, if Trump was more well-received, of course they would be doing that. Vince would be all over that. But he is smart enough at a certain point to know whatever his own political beliefs are, whatever his personal love of Trump is, he cannot bring that up on WWE programming right now. They know this. And I think Fox the Network, unless completely different people are running it now who just have no don't care and are like, yeah, screw everyone who doesn't like him. I, I don't see this happening. I don't see it. Even if it was floated as an idea, I think cooler minds would prevail and they wouldn't do it. Um, even I if, mean, even even if we're talking cold day and hell scenarios. Yeah. Do you think they'd ever put Trump in a position where even the worst reaction he could get was mixed? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. if, like, they could never guarantee a solidly unified audience. Mm -hmm. So why would why would he even agree to that? Right. Even if but even if it was a backstage thing, people are going to boo over the because the, his the last Titantron. experience with WWE that I can remember was the Hall of Fame. That we were at, and this isn't even when people hated him as much as they do now. Yes, this it's was just like because they don't for his presidential <laughs> it, candidacy. Well, it's also and, it, it took place in New York, and here's the funny thing: it's like Trump has has touted New York forever because he's from yeah. New York, but New Yorkers hated Trump. Like growing up yes. in New York, we all hated Trump. He was a joke, and it was something I wish we could have imparted a lot sooner to the rest of the country. Is that sure? As much of a celebrity as he rose to, it's like I'm in Home Alone too. You know, just like he was, he was well known. We all hated him. We all hated Donald Trump. So, yeah, anyway, it's one of those things where, and we can talk about this too, like as we bring up Corey Graves, uh, and I want to know if you actually heard this because you watched the Hulu cut, the holy shit that he screamed out during it Raw. It was bleeped. Okay, it, it was not yeah. on Raw, which means, okay. it was, which means it was purposeful. It was, uh, yes, absolutely. It was 100% yeah. Purposeful. Oh, that was absolutely per yeah 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 even watching it i i i didn't know that if it had been bleeped or not when it aired live but clearly it was like yeah okay this is gonna be this huge moment we're gonna sell this so real 
And so we want you to yell holy shit because that'll sell how real it is. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, just saying, if they put Trump in a backstage segment, they could control the noise, the sound, That's the, true. the crowd. Because yeah, I just want to – yeah, I, I was going to say is that you know when he – we were at that Hall of Fame. It was fascinating because – Honestly, at that point, I was probably very indifferent to Trump. I didn't know his policies very well. I mean, I know probably the birther stuff was out there, so I knew that was scummy as hell. But I'll say that it was fascinating because that Hall of Fame audience was so negative on him, was so booing him. So again, was, that it, was that was a bad. I mean, I know we haven't gone in the past few years, but I'm yeah. feeling like things have gotten even more surly, or at yeah. least maintain the surliness. But that was the first year when it felt bad because. People always boo the celebrity inductee, inductee sure. anyway. It's just the whole thing. You boo Drew Carey. You boo, who, yeah. boo whoever the celebrity is that's going into the Hall of Fame because they once – I mean Trump did even more than most people who are in that Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> uh, with regards to WWE and participation in a match and stuff like that. But uh, – yeah, that's just the thing. But that's this is the crowd that was booing like Trish Stratus when she mentioned the her a longtime husband who was also she her loved high school her husband who was also her high school sweetheart because I think yes. she announced she was pregnant during that yes, yes. induction ceremony and boo boo to the man who's had sex with Trish Stratus with my, for, my for, childhood crush for so long right <laughs> like I didn't know that when I was crushing on her she was already married because they met in high school you know like right right just. And she even was like, come on, guys. You know, like, uh, <laughs> no, awful, no. awful, awful New York MSG crowd. <laughs> bad, bad. But yes, I don't. That being the last experience that they had with Trump in a live audience. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a lot of reasons I don't see this happening, uh, even though I, yeah, I understand why the rumors are out there. And again, maybe it was floated. You know, uh, when they're talking about big attention ideas, hey, Vince is friends with Trump. Can we get him on there? Uh, I just, yeah, there's a lot of reasons I don't think it would happen. Uh, since we don't think it'll happen, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins apologized for his sort of his Twitter back and forth with Will oh, Ospreay. He did, he did a, f a Twitter chain where he's like, after a few days, I like to apologize to Will Ospreay for my tweet. I sent uh, his way about comparing bank accounts. It was dumb of me and not in line with my values. The moment I pressed the send button, I knew it was trash, but I'm too stubborn for my own good. Yada, yada, yada. He goes on and talks about it. no. He's like, he promises no more garbage tweets. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, garbage wrestling. I kid. He's great. Everything's wonderful. Uh, Fighter Fest was last week. And did you see any of it? It was uh, free. It was free to watch. Free it was to watch free to watch. Everything. And I can't remember what I was doing. at the. I was doing something <laughs> specific at the time because I remember seeing your tweets about it. But uh, I <laughs> it, And it was good that it was free to watch because mm -hmm. there's still growing pains with the with AEW and their live shows and also obviously double or nothing was a pay-per-view and it just happened and it's they're smartly pace, spreading out their pay-per-views making their summer shows their summer events their bigger cards like you know like fighter fest and then fight for the fallen which right I think here is my cat luna who is right in front of the mic making her little noises so we'll what see does what she happens. have to say about AEW <laughs> ask her what she thinks about the chair shot to cody's head are you catching any of this? I hear her. I hear. I hear little gurgles. Okay. Are you choking her? Are you tickling her? No, I'm just bouncing her. <laughs> is that what? Is that what? Like, what was it? Jack in the Box? Or what was it when the the uh, the drive-through woman thought I was tickling you? Yes, it was Jack in the Box. <laughs> is he tickling you? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Classic Matt in the car. <laughs> I just like to tickle people when they have to order their food. No, that's right. That's wrong. That's wrong. 
and <laughs> I don't do that. So unless I uh, so yeah, Luna, chair shot to the head. What do you think? She's Luna's uh, your friendly cat. Yeah, Bella, Bella is your scaredy cat. Well, she's friendly to us. <laughs> I know, I know. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. They deal okay with uh, fireworks. We're ha- happy about though. Um, they for even though I they're mean, tra- they're traumatized by a knock on the door and the doorbell ringing, but they're okay. With I'm the traumatized door. by a knock on the door and the doorbell ringing. I hate <laughs> so, that. So is Trish. So oh, it's awful. Like I'm the when only you're not one expecting. This, I'm the anybody? only only one of this house who welcomes it. <laughs> you're like, yay! yay. You, just, like, you bring you have your lemonade prepared. You're like, Outside Come on society. In. So. Yeah, so he's probably, oh, oh, cat is chewing fest. on my hand. I'm sorry. There's a lot going on with this cat right now. I'm, I'm about to wrap this whole thing up. <laughs> All right, AWs. Yeah. Anyway, Luda, Luda, let go of me. Uh, I don't know if you, so the the story behind Fighter Fest, and I I can't wait for AEW to get on television because I don't do the thing where I follow all of their I don't watch all of the Being in the Elite episodes or the the uh, the online content that they produce that probably provides a bit more context to the yeah. roster and the storylines that are currently going on in AEW. I'm just watching the shows at this point. So, sure. you know, if you don't watch that stuff and you see uh, Leva Bates come out as the librarian and then another dude come out as the male librarian and then they have like a shush off and it's like, what is happening? Because there's just no context for it. It's like, oh, but they set <laughs> it this sounds up. sounds like some interesting like live art yeah, it, it is. It's part. It, there's there was a some interpretive dance, right. and there was some uh, you know impromptu sculpture. I think that uh, uh, yeah. So if like if you don't watch the supplementary, like the 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 extras, <laughs> like that come right. along with AEW, you might be a little baffled and confused. But it's like how you don't fully understand uh, what the first order is up to in the new Star Wars movies unless you read the books and comics. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, watching Far From Home, there was a dude uh, because there was the Knives Out trailer showed, uh-huh. and they're like Ryan Johnson, and they're like uh, it says from the you know creator of Last yeah. Jedi and Looper. They put yeah. in his credits one in that trailer, and then the, some dad nearby was like, "Just keep him away from Star Wars." And like, oh, oh dear. god. So I projectile vomited in his face, <laughs> like from seats away, just and it just got him. It was pretty wow. Good, good job. It was like. And everyone cheered. Everyone stood up. Yay! Well, it is USA. Alamo, you know. USA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're so, so close to Alamo, by the way, Matt. So close. Yeah. Right. For you, down. Must be well, this month. I mean, technically not close because you have to go downtown. But yeah. Yeah, but well. You I'll mean time? You mean time-wise, not location? Time-wise, yes, yes, yes. Actually, having one in the city that's open. So I will actually say the thing that I've been trying to say for a few minutes now, which is that Sean Spears, uh, Ty Dillinger, formerly. Uh, hit Cody Rhodes in the head with a gimmick chair in which they, uh, I'm not exactly clear. And, how and they this gimmicked I it. did see that what happened and the fallout from this. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a thing because the chair shot went wrong. As far as I know that it was filed down to make the seat thinner and dent more easily so that it made a loud sound and not, um, I don't know exactly how it was gimmick maybe, but he swung it like a bat. It crowned Cody in a way that, his head sort of went between the space between the top and the middle part, and the 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 top of the other part caught the other side of his head, because a lot of people were like, uh, grassy knolling the whole thing because they're like back into the left, like he hit him on this side, but he's bleeding in on the other side, and it's it was, it's weird physics. It was a magic bullet thing kind of happening here with the chair, mm-hmm. where uh, it kind of wrapped around in a weird way, 
but it caught him bad and he had like part of his head hanging off and it was like like uh projectile vomiting once again and uh it was it was just bad and it, and it was You had a tweet I think that was just thing about his head is leaking. <laughs> you made yeah, it well, really it was like <laughs> I don't know if that was brains. <laughs> but it wasn't good and it also isn't like because you know for a while the wrestling fandom was sort of in line with oh yeah, oh they don't do chair shots to the head anymore. They they're pussies, they suck. Uh, and now it's kind of like yeah, unprotected chair shots to the fucking face are dumb and mm. There's a reason they don't do it, and we actively want to protect the health of our wrestlers, and concussions are a real big deal, and they're super serious, and yeah, so sorry about your PG era, but we're not going to do that anymore. So they do this. It's not to say you can't do it, and somebody. it's not like you hit somebody with a chair in the head, and they're, and they're dead. People mm-hmm. have been doing it for decades, but this was just a bad way to sort of bring back a mass audience to the world of head chair shots yeah. to the head. Because it was so, it went wrong and it looked awful. And, you know, the it was sort of like how Dustin Rhodes bled at Double or Nothing, but bled a little too much. Where right. it's like, oh yeah, I want to see blood in wrestling again. I'm like, oh God, like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is more than I asked for. This is, mm-hmm. this is a lot. So it was, it was almost, so yeah, it was a situation and this is unintentional. It was like, it went too far to the point where it wrapped over. It it took the moment from being like, oh, this is what AEW is about to like, oh yeah, this is why we don't do share shots to the head, right? Right. Because the things can go wrong because of that, and then it was followed up by a John Moxley Joey Janela match that involved a lot of thumbtacks, and then a, like thumbtacks to the feet, Eric. Like he took off Janela's shoes. His oh boots, no. And like made him stomp down on the thumbtacks, and I, I, and there was a part of me where it's like, I do remember enjoying this, and I'm probably gonna have to really seriously recalibrate my, my brain here to get used to this level of because it was barbed wire too, sure, sure, or, or you know the wrestling equivalent of barbed wire. The stuff it's not like they're using razor wire out there that you see at like, <laughs> like, uh, U.S. Air 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 Force yeah. defense systems or something. It, it's just like. I have to get, you know, we've we've been watching kendo stick shots and people fall through tables like that's old hat. That's those are stuff that's still out. But like the the sharp objects, I'm going to have to get used to again because they already have a dude um, who uses a staple gun. And like, it's just a lot of hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, you know, a lot of Draxing. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so and then uh, anyway, the um, a, the Fighter Fest was fun. It, uh, it had a really awesome women's triple threat match. Uh, the um, uh, Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid versus uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega was fun. The pre-show was a little silly. It was a bit. It was almost all a big bit because it's not exactly the most timely reference, but, you know, Fighter Fest is a parody of Fire Fest. And so the whole hour-long kickoff show was kind of, I don't think they kept it going much during the main show, but it was kind of like they started running out of money 
mm-hmm. and had to cancel things. So they had like bikini models who were standing on stage and they had to replace two of them with mannequins. And then they had a joke about Blink-192 not being able to show up. And like they had a whole like band set up where the Blink Blink was supposed to play. They said <laughs> Blink. They wouldn't. Say. So it was like they were making fun of Firefest, which um, I don't know if that's low hanging fruit or not. I know that some people I was watching the show with didn't even know what Firefest was. So I, you know, then comes the extra step of having to explain. Oh yeah, it was this thing, and then there were these two documentaries. And they then, made it a thing again. <laughs> <laughs> they made it a thing two years later, and then yeah. So, but yeah, so they've got another show in a couple weeks. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's a lot of wrestling going on. Let's talk Raw and SmackDown and then get into Fast and Furious. So mm-hmm. Raw this week, I'll ask you, Eric, was, by all reports, really was run or had the strong influence of Paul Heyman, who mm-hmm. was in gorilla position with Vince during the show. It's not to say that the buck stopped with Paul, but apparently his fingerprints were all over it. Did you feel that? Uh... No. <laughs> okay. I, 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 no, I, I mean, on, honestly, no, I didn't feel like some huge shift this week. Um, you know, overall, I thought it was an okay episode. It was interesting for me because I was curious about that. Um, you know, is that after the big Bobby Braun moment was the, there was a thank you Heyman chant from the crowd who obviously really enjoyed that. Uh, but I was like, I have no idea if he was involved creatively in that or not. Uh, so interesting that he did instantly was, you know, doing stuff. I didn't think it was like an episode that like, oh, this changed everything. Like, you know, it was, it was I don't, it, I think we're, I don't think we're ever going to get an episode like that again. Mm-hmm. Like something that monumental and this changes everything. I think it was a really solid raw for as far as like things just happened. You didn't have to have matches booked. You didn't have like, uh, the only thing I'm trying to think of like what was booked on the spot, like Seth and, Becky were like, yeah, Mike and Maria get in the ring right now. And then they would go out right now. But yeah, just open with a Braun versus Bobby Lashley false count anywhere match. It was cool to see them go through the LED boards and all the sparks. And then you sort of have to be like, that's an awesome moment. And they're treating it seriously. We've got the Corey Graves, holy shit, which made it through. Uh, you know, so they're already sort of trying to add a little cayenne pepper to the regular recipe raw, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 hot sauce it up a little bit but i think uh but then the whole second segment was them recapping and being all serious and somber about it and then they spent a lot of smackdown also recapping what happened on, yeah. happened on raw and so you kind of have to balance treating it really seriously but also moving the show forward but but they even they even did the thing of having multiple wrestlers send their best to them well, that, I, I mean, I don't mind that. that you can ignore no, all that. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that was how they kind of tried to handle it, you know. But it's like was... the people in the crowd, what are they sitting there through? Cole right. talking to us about how things get out of hand. Thing, you know, the intensity of sports entertainment means that horrible things can happen sometimes. And, you know. The subtrends our wrestlers get electrocuted. <laughs> and we are ill-equipped to handle it. I'm like, that right. sounds like all of this is your fault. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, and then it went, but so they had to sit through that break, but then they went right into the Viking Raiders match. The wild card rule got mentioned finally, you know, after taking a break last week. But are Viking Raiders heel now because they had to team with Joe? I don't know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of interesting, like, going back and forth on who's good, who's bad. Like, it was very interesting to have that whole, that, you know, I'm switching over to SmackDown for a second, but it's like, that whole 
Kevin Owens Ziggler face off. Like, is Kevin Owens heel? Because he was until he hosted the Kevin Owens show this week. And then he had three heels in the ring with him, and he was kind of trash talking them and getting cheered for it. Right, and then so. he berated, yeah, exactly. And then he went, and that, but then he he attacked Ziggler after the match like a heel, but got cheered like a babyface. Right, right. And Ziggler had just kind of come back as like a more vicious heel. Yeah, it's it's all very a little. Yeah, I mean maybe I mean again that might be part of their plan. Like you know they try might be oh the more more ambiguity you know. Especially that's, on the mid card. That's what I want. I love mid card ambiguity. <laughs> that's, that's the name of your favorite thing. It's the name of my craft beer. I think that uh, we are mid card ambiguity. I think raw. Oh, I my uh, neighborhood cat is walking outside my room here. I'm big seeing, cat day. Big cat day. Uh, outside cat. I have an inside wrestling. cat, but this is outside cat. Is yeah, yeah. By. I'm saying just cats. In I general. wonder if my, the outside cat has ever met the Roadrunner, or if you know they chase each other. What if the Roadrunner chases the cat? Wow. Oh, man. One day I want you to see them chase each other. And one of them holds up a sign. <laughs> yeah, it just be shocking. And uh, it just says whoops. And then that whoever holds up the sign blows up. And there's going to uh, be a wall painted. There'll be a tunnel painted on the side of your house. Well, only the Roadrunner can go through the, the painted <laughs> right, doorway. Right. But the cat can't. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Raw had, you know, had a, a Vikings Raiders match. It had that, uh, uh, you know, the... Uh, Bobby and Braun falling through and exploding, to which Corey said, it's like watching a live-action Godzilla movie, and I didn't want... I'm glad I'm not commentating with him, because I'd be like, they're all live-action Godzilla movies. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't think he knows what a live-action Godzilla movie means, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, had Undertaker... He's, who, he's who, more into Lord of Lenny movies, come on. <laughs> I know, he, it's like, he's like, it's not Ozark, but it'll do. Right. It's not a. Uh, what was the one she was in with Mark Ruffalo? Sort of both of their breakouts. Isn't it? You can count on me. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is um, what was that the theme song to? My two dads. You can count on me. I just thought of that too, and I can't. Was it? I feel like it's my two dads. Out of what you do, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so Undertaker was there. It ended with the club reforming, you know, Gallows yeah. and Anderson, you know, uh, Anderson brought up his hot Asian wife again, and then it ended well with uh, the AJ Styles turning heel on Ricochet. It got, he brought up his hot Asian wife again, and then it got icky because he like put her on the line. And I Yeah, was, are we, were we watching Tokyo Drift? Were we like, watching yeah, the yeah, where, yeah, winner gets me. Yeah. Uh, is she, is she it was okay her idea. Me? It was her idea to put herself on oh, the line. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so we did get, because it had been kind of back and forth with um, AJ and those guys, and who was kind of, who was healing and who wasn't. So now, okay, they're, they're a heel faction. They're back together as a trio. No, I like it. Uh, Ricochet is still terrible on the mic, but it was also weird how they got AJ Styles all riled up, because they're like, you won last week, but you barely won. I'm like, really? That's... That's how you quantify things. That's how you egg on AJ Styles. It's like mm-hmm. Ricochet almost beat you a couple times. You know, yeah. Like, isn't it, that isn't that every match? It wasn't a definitive. You just trounced his. It wasn't a Brock a, like Brock. You should Lesnar have squashed style. the U.S. champion. Right, right. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, also, it, you know, and again, look, maybe maybe Heyman's gonna say like now it'll, it'll always be this way, but right now it's just funny the um. The back and forth, the inconsistency on the fact that they actually restarted the match because another ref came in and they talked over the situation about 
how the finish had gone down only because so many times that doesn't happen. Like yeah. we, we, the audience and the commentators clearly see the ref was in the wrong, but screw it. That's it. But uh, it all so, depends on if that second ref is paying attention backstage or if he's just like, you know, eating a bowl of cereal or tweeting. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Hey, you know, I should be watching the ratch, but I'm tweeting instead. That's what's right. tweet. That's the ref's tweet. <laughs> it's then, like that. Um, it's like the guy who got ultimately got all the blame for um, La La Land being named Oscar because he was the one who was like doing selfies with celebrities and he missed like keeping track of the right envelope. Well, La La Land was robbed. I'm just kidding. I've never seen that, La that's La the ref. I've that's never a, seen it. Uh, mm. I probably never will. I don't know. I have La a lot of movies I have to watch. You don't need to rush to that. La La one. Land not, is low, low, low. I was going to say La La Land is low, low, low on my list, and you messed me up. <laughs> I'm sorry. La La Land is low, low, low on your list, list, list. I'm that's adding the, an extra that's, one. But that's that's good. You know, okay. the, rule of, the rule of three. Yeah. yeah. Mike and Maria Canellas returned this week. Which is very random, yes. Which is weird because it feels like we were catch, like entering into a storyline that had been ongoing, but somehow we haven't been able to watch. Exactly, yes. Didn't it feel like what, stepping into another TV show? It's like they were characters from another show, and they came They had in been, and, like, a strongly established, you know, there was a pre-existing dynamic here with all four people. They uh, came in as if they were on every week. They right. came in as if, like, we should know who they are, what their dynamic is, and, yeah, this is just a natural ending to a, a multi a six month arc that has been building between Mike and Maria, and they just show up. And, yeah. and uh, making it all the odder is, I guess, she really is pregnant. So yeah, and they just both resigned too. So that's also weird. Where I don't know, you know, they both resigned. I'm assuming they'll just stay off TV now again because she's pregnant, and unless they, he just wrestles by himself. I think he's been over. I wouldn't know, but I think he's been over on 205 Live. He has been. Uh, okay. I do know that. Yeah. I okay. think they both have. I think they've both been on 205. I mean, like, she's been with him on 205 well, Live. Well, there's, there's the alternate TV show we're not watching. But what if uh, have Seth and Becky been interacting with them all the time on 205 Live? <laughs> like, special appearance by? Um, the other thing, by the way, Matt, is that I would glance away when she appeared on screen, and when I glanced back, for a second, I thought she was Ruby Riot, and I realized they kind of look a little similar. And then I thought how mad I was that they broke up the Riot Squad to do zero with any of them. <laughs> that, like, you know, that they they just they yeah they're on a, vanished. They, some of them you you can see some of them on live events or house shows. Right, yeah, right. I mean, I know they're they're still all employees at the company, but it's like yeah, as well, far as like. It's they were they were a credible group. They were kind of gaining momentum, and now they've broken them up for nothing, like to do nothing with any of them. It's just um, Brandon uh, Stroud from Uproxx tweeted, I think it was last week or something, something about there was an article about like here are the next rumored NXT call ups, and I didn't even read the article, but his uh. response to it was like, no, no more new toys until you play with the ones you have, and it's right. basically like, yeah, like Street Profits. Technically, kind of got called up, although the the report is they're not fully called up. They're just going to be on both shows. They're still in NXT. Obviously, they're the NXT champions, so they're not being Vikings Raiders because they're you know we say, oh there's the Roadrunner. Holy shit! Uh, oh wow, you're right. Wow. Animal, it's real big animal day. Shit's going to go down. Uh, but yeah, so they're not going to relinquish their titles like the Viking Raiders did, which is weird because it's like. The Viking Raiders were the champs. They got called up. The champs who are the champs right after Viking Raiders get called up as the champs. So but strange. they'll be able to stay champs. 
Right, and, right. And to, for, for how long? Are they losing them at the takeover in August? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I guess Paul Heyman's just a big fan of them. So are they just, are they actually going to wrestle or are they just going to be backstage, you know, making Paul Heyman feel awkward? Right. <laughs> like, he's like, like such a big fan of them that he just wants to have moments with them. So yeah, he's like, like, can they just come in and interrupt me when I'm talking about Brock Lesnar? <laughs> I feel like all of every one of every other one of his pitches is like, and then me and the street profits. <laughs> it's like, what's going on, Paul? Back to Mike and Maria for a quick second. Yeah, yeah. It was just so funny how big a spotlight they got because it was with so the two big. biggest stars in the company right, right. now. Yeah. The two, the power couple of the company, and mm-hmm. then Maria had to be like, "You think you're like her argument for them being the power couple is she had a baby?" I'm like, "All right, right. But, okay, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Uh, I won't get into that, but." The uh, they got like they got to do their shtick in the ring after Becky and Seth left. Yeah, like their story kept going on in the ring where she kept yes. berating him. And then there were rumors that it was an idea was floated about the two of them to do a cuck storyline and like some sort of weird cuckolding storyline. And that kind of crept through in this week where she's like, "You're not man enough to impregnate me," and or you're bleh. so I don't know if it's a thing where like. Yeah, he's being cuckolded, or yeah, he likes it, right? Like, they're into that, and he's into being, like, basically beat down and shit-talked by her, and, like, that's how they, and they again, keep their relationship fresh. I think the, the major question here is, who are you? Now, I literally, I know the answer <laughs> to who they are, but, it I, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who literally did not know who they were. You know, it's like, again, and again, they were not presented as new players on the scene, or, or we'll remind you of who they are. They just stepped in in a big way. They just walked into a segment like you do with like the biggest stars on the show confronting each other. And it was very strange. Yeah, but it's like, is that also their send off? Right. Who that, knows? Like, I, are there, is, it, is this the start of them being on the show a lot? Or is right, this just. Because she's really pregnant, we would assume that's that she would now be taking some time off. <laughs> also, but... by the way, as if we needed an explanation for them disappearing again. Right, right. They could have just not had them come back at all. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> so weird. Just kept them off TV for another year. Like, he didn't need, like, well, I heard Mike and Maria resigned, but where are they? Like, right, we're, right. as you can tell, we're may, way more concerned that the Riot Squad's not on TV. Yeah, yeah. Middle finger on, so, uh, holy shit on Raw, a middle finger on SmackDown, which, you know, 20 years ago, it was Raw and SmackDown were nothing but middle fingers. Nothing now, but middle fingers. And yeah. now it's like, you know, it's a big deal. It's like, oh my goodness. I I, oh my, I might I might have missed this. I'm gonna clutch my pearls of, here. Yeah. I didn't progress uh, process it. When when was the middle finger on SmackDown? It was Kofi gave it to Samoa Joe. Ah. And again, did you see it on? I don't know what's edited out for your cuts because I don't think I don't think it. I mean, it's I mean, I, look, anything's possible. Nothing is real. Um, but uh. I, I, I assume it was probably in there. I just didn't like – I didn't kind of think in the moment, oh, wow, yeah, he's putting him off. So it, uh, Joe wanted Kofi to shake his hand. It's like, shake my hand and I won't attack any of your friends. Oh, right, right, right. And then Kofi goes to shake his hand, but he gives him the finger. And it's like, womp, womp. Hey, they, they kind of uh, switched back to us there, Matt, because Kofi literally was like, I don't care if you bring up my family. Like he was like, it's okay. Except then Joe had to be like, I'm gonna murder your family. <laughs> so then he yeah, he's it. like, well, is it is murdering them okay? It's like, oh, <laughs> right. that's probably not okay. Maybe now I'm upset when you mention my family. Um, but at least th- they got like they gave Kofi credible reason to be angry that Joe was bringing up his family, not just th- hey, I hear you have a family. 
Let's, uh, before we get into Fast and Furious, a few more things about SmackDown. Mm-hmm. One is... Apparently, this is the first time Alistair Black has ever experienced a prank where he's like, I opened the door. Someone knocked on the door. I opened the door. No one was there. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's like he's never experienced a ding dong ditch or like he's like, there was a bag on the floor and it was flaming and it had poop in it. Like he's, he was so he's he somebody knocked on the door and left. And now he's like. My adversary and I are fighting on a spiritual level. Like, <laughs> like, no, dude, someone just left. Like, played a prank on you. But he's <laughs> also it he's... felt like WWE social was trolling us by having Alistair Black do the bottle cap challenge, right? Oh, because he came out. Like you mentioned that he came out of his room because it literally was him in a hallway with an open door next to him. Fighting a bottle, <laughs> so it is literally that's the like, bottle is the one who knocked on the door. And, and like, a, ah. you know, all, all the responses were similar because we're all thinking the same thing. Like just to have this storyline that's been going on for ten years or you know eight weeks, however long, uh, and then to have like we haven't seen Alistair Black in a match, but here he is kicking a bottle. He can still kick, guys. Right, his kicking mechanism still works. All I'm saying is that Alistair Black treats pranks the way Captain Holtz treats pranks where when like jake moved his podium <laughs> jake moves his podium half an inch and he like has uproarious laughter he's like oh like how did you do this you you, you mischief makers right but <laughs> all is all is all this setting up alistair the way alistair black is is challenging uh opponent x who mm-hmm. is apparently going to show up at extreme rules it all it's all setting up alistair black to like lose in a squash match is what this is the way it used to would have been yeah it's like not setting Alistair Black up to like triumph over an evil opponent. He's right. the asshole. He's the guy that now everyone wants to see beat by whoever is going to challenge him. And by Gentleman Jack do, or whatever is happening. Why would, why would you do that to Alistair Black? Why would you make him into the weirdo who's now going to probably lose to whoever faces him? Uh, the, the, the prankster, by the way. Right, right. By the way, I figured the- out what ska music is, Eric, and mm. why. Uh, I like, you know, I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with Ska, and I feel like it's because Ska feels like prank music. I don't like <laughs> pranks. And Ska okay. just feels like the music you would play when you're pranking someone or after a prank or pre-prank. Oh, like, you would definitely, like, there were definitely like the, there were movies where you might play it, like, after a big, like, triumphant moment for our young heroes. Yeah, yeah like, like, running, or, running from the scene, you might play, kick in the Ska music. <laughs> or like a... a prank planning phase or at any moment of the prank i feel like ska is almost like rock music playing a prank (laughs) um did you see because i retweeted it with and i made this comment but um yesterday wwe decided to retweet to tweet out the clip of uh uh the big uh fourth of july food fight that has one of their biggest unanswered mysteries which is who threw the pie in kevin owens face and I want them. <laughs> I want them to be doing this because relevant because it's going to be the same person who's knocking on Alistair Black, the, the prankster. Oh, I it's, thought it was going to be the same guy who attacked Big E that Big E blamed KO for. Well, you, you, you could do that too. I'm fine with. Although I guess that's not that's not as pranky as a pie in the face and knocking out a door, running away. Well, he's a, <laughs> he's, he's uh, escalated things. Mr. Sometimes sometimes he snaps and just beats up people. Uh, but that's the prankster. 
Uh, well, so, do you, could the could the pie in the face just been somebody calling Mr. Pie in the face and ordering and a pie? Mr. In the pie face? in the face could also be the new wrestler. It could be the the knock on the door again. As we said, we were expecting Mr. Pie in the face when Alistair opened that door. Was Mr. Uh, pie in the face behind GTV? Yes, he's okay. definitely behind. GTV. I think we solved it. We solved it all. Before you, we move on, and you have to say what you want to say about SmackDown. Let's just bring up the brief Sheldon Benjamin moment. That was weird. Like what? I don't even know what to say say about that. I don't know what to say about it. Like, it was the start of something. It was the start of whatever his new packaged gimmick is. Yeah. Uh, where he just looked around. I don't know. For all I know, Eric, it was just a a one off joke that had to do with some meme I don't know about. <laughs> like it could just be a meme, and then we just never see it happen again. And it was just like WWE capitalizing on something. It, who knows? I mean, you know, but again, also, sometimes it feels like, okay, we want to repackage this person, but we don't quite know what we're doing yet. Like like with Mojo, which obviously has not really paid off big, but it's like that they, they showed him backstage that one time talking to himself, and then it was a while before we saw him again. No, it was a while before you saw him again, Eric. Oh, that's, cu- right, that's right. Because of the cuts he watched, but we saw him for a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, though, it felt like they were kind of figuring out, like, where is this going? Um and so that Sheldon Benjamin moment, which was extremely bizarre, um, yeah, I, I have no idea wh- where we're going in that. Yeah, he just sort of smirked and looked around in all directions and whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to mention before we talk Fast and Furious? Uh, no, although well, a couple tiny things, so then a tiny thing from uh, NXT. Uh, you know, I, I I want them to let Zelina have her own storylines and matches, but you know, she they, they do let her more actively uh, attack uh andrade's uh male opponents because when she first came into main roster she wasn't doing this she did it all the time in nxt you know yeah. she'd help him with like actual moves uh, uh with her hurricane rana uh but she's doing that again so that's nice but i want her to just get her own storylines and you know it, I, I always feel like sometimes they're afraid to like have things kind of going concurrent like we've talked even with becky and seth it's like can't they be a couple story in storyline but they don't have to be doing everything together and the freer is that that no, no, it has to be like all in on that. And Andrade and Zelina are not supposed to be a romantic couple, but can't they work together? But she can also have like a feud with a female wrestler. Uh, right now, the answer is no. Uh, we'll see if they get there. And then we talked about the other stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. The Owens stuff was just interesting because, yeah, he was very much getting all the cheers and standing in the ring with three other guys who were decidedly heels at the moment. But like you said, the end is weird because Owens did the heely thing by attacking Ziggler after their match. Um, also know, his... last week he was heel. Right. It's just right. like, you know, it was a change from last week. So yeah. Yeah. So we're not Cause this week. He was acting like the Kevin Owens who joined new day. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't turn viciously on Kofi Kingston with lucky landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, uh, speaking of NXT, which you just brought up because of Zelina, we haven't talked about it in a few weeks, so we haven't even mentioned the Io Shirai heel turn. which no. was Which was a big thing, and I'm happy, I'm glad it happened because... Like we were talking about when she first went nuts on Shayna Baszler with the kendo stick, mm-hmm. like that was such a drastic move that if they didn't turn her heel, it would make all of everything Gargano went through look weird. 
Yes. Because his was so drawn out in a good way mm-hmm. and so shades of gray and so baby steps like, oh, if I cross this line, then I cross this line. And what does it all mean? And like, who am I? And like, even if I suplex my opponent on the concrete, like that's going above and beyond what I should do and what my values are. Mm-hmm. And even when he turned heel, he was never quite the full heel. And if it did, it didn't last that long. So for her to do that, but then like all of a sudden go back into a babyface role, it's like that wouldn't have felt right for NXT. So I'm glad they, you know, they used one more match, a really great cage match, yeah, to turn that corner for her. And then she got to, then she laid out Candice, and it went. And the way it was done was really well too, because she like attacked Candice, and then it was almost like she was in a fugue state. She like snapped out of it. She's like, oh, oh, I just punched my friend a few times i'm so sorry but then when she went to go apologize then she then she like no i'm gonna like she kept doing it right so right. it's like this cool like uh double switchback there i don't know if, <laughs> I know if it was a double switchback or a single but you already said switchback so i'm calling it a double switchback sure sure uh no i totally agreed really like i mean everything that, that was a great match uh and you know good to see that and like we've talked about like Shayna cannot be the only sort of big female heel because Bianca's a heel, but people kind of love her too much. Like, you know, they've, they've went back and forth a little bit with her. Um, so, you know, this, this is good. I've been saying how I wanted Candace get more to do. And she'd already been kind of on the periphery of the storyline. This will obviously put her into her own thing. We'll see how it's, it's just a question now of what you still do with Shayna. Like who is Shayna feuding with at this I think, point? I mean, I think it's going to, they're going to steer me a yim toward her. So yeah, I think that's, that's definitely possible. She called, she called her out this week. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're on a collision course and they had a, I went to a live event and they had a great match. Um, Oh no. Nice. Last week, not last weekend, but the one before it mm-hmm. to, uh, and then, uh, what else? Uh, I liked the, uh, uh, Adam Cole visiting Frank Gargano's pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> that was very and funny. he kind of do the right thing to his wall. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then he went to Gargano's old gym and told him he'll never make it. <laughs> and he was like, really, he's really good. He, like he was selling it. Like he almost, like uh, Adam Cole, almost his eyes were a little welled up a little bit. He's like, I don't want to lie to you. I want right, you guys right. to quit. Like he was really, you are losers. It's right. awesome. <laughs> like he, he was felt passionately about this. It was awesome. Yeah, no, this is something he really needed to share and express. Um, and then of course I just have to talk about the fact that Morrow. Uh, during an Aaliyah match, said the Battle Angel Aaliyah. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that's actually going to stick like merch wise, but Morrow's <laughs> leaning into it, and we're all it here a for it. He knew the digital release was coming soon, uh, so he decided it was time to bring it back. It will never die. Like it'll like Aaliyah Battle Angel will outlast. I mean, I right. know that Aaliyah Battle Angel isn't just a movie, and it has a long history. Right, right. But I'm saying like. Uh, it'll last longer than the movie resonates, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. So you know, again, he he rephrased it. He said the Battle Angel, Leah, but he's he's really he's into it. Uh, and so, uh, oh, by the way, do you know? I I didn't know if uh, because he said it twice. He also said um, he made a the Wu Tang reference with Mia Yim. He did uh, doing it for the children, and I was like, is that just a random? I, I guess it's just his random references. Uh, or, or was it something she said? I couldn't remember. I was like, is there any? Because he said it twice can, so close together, but I think it's maybe, probably just I don't know. Maybe she's a Wu-Tang fan. Yeah, maybe, maybe. How does the mind of Mora work? We don't know, but we're entertained by it. Um, maybe she's tweeted some Wu-Tang-y things, or who knows how it works. Hmm. Um, Aliyah Battle Angel. Fast and Furious, <laughs> Eric. Yes. Fast and Furious. 
mm-hmm. notoriously not free to stream on Netflix. Yes. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, I felt it was like a solid-ish movie, like the first movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not anything deep or long-lasting, I think. I think, you know, it's mostly, you're, it's all about Brian sort of like, Reacclimating into the people he betrayed, like re-entering their lives and like them hating him at first and then being cool with him at the end. Right. The and the stunts were pretty damn good. Like the the car yes. work, I feel like there was sort of uh, I don't know what percentage leap I would say, but there was a, a, a noticeable leap in the quality of the races. Not that they weren't bad before, but the the car crashes and the stunt work I thought were really well done. Yes. And uh, Han was in it at the beginning. He was. He was. Uh, yes, Han uh, uh, made it. And this is how, you know, we're like, oh, wait, this is this is a prequel to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> you know, uh, this is where the timeline starts to get interesting uh, by bringing Han back in there. And um, and then, yeah, they uh, it was like you said, I think the stunts are all escalated in this movie. It looks sort of bigger. Um, like the stuff out in the desert and then going to the tunnels. It also had that uh, pretty cool foot race with Brian and that guy at the beginning when he's reintroduced, which is like kind of a, one of their first bigger non-car action sequences. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. That's, that's done very well, uh, I thought. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's also just this is an interesting movie, of course, because this is the rebuilding movie, right? And Again, I remember when this movie came out, and you have to keep in mind, this is eight years already from the first movie when this one comes out. And at the time, it felt kind of embarrassing that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker hadn't made it. Like, it felt like they had to kind of, like, they had to accept that they were Fast and Furiousers because the de- after they left the franchise, it really hadn't worked out for either of them. Like, their their star vehicles, um, no pun intended, had, none of them had, uh, had really taken off. Uh, what, so we'd had like Timeline and Into the Blue and Eight Below for Walker and Chronicles of Riddick, The Pacifier, Babylon AD for Diesel. Triple um, X was a hit, but that had been like his only big post. Uh, you and I saw The Pacifier in the theater, Eric. I never saw The Pacifier. I don't think you're right about that. I saw The Pacifier in the theater, <laughs> Eric. You were like a hardcore Pacifier fan. That's right. He, there was a duck in it. I was like, Vin <laughs> Diesel and a duck, I am sold. <laughs> Yeah, you just no. I'm I'm just remembering now. I took my probably took one of my kids to see it. <laughs> um, also, not, there was a duck. There was a duck. Um, but yeah, so they came back, and at the time, I just again in the in the lead up, like just hearing they were back, it's like, oh, huh, yeah. I guess you weren't as big as you thought you were, guys, right? And also, it's like, oh, Fast and Furious Four. I mean, the third one was already kind of a dud, and box office wise, it had made so much less. And this is like they're just gonna bleed everything out of this franchise. This is kind of obviously going to be the last one. It's kind of sad. Uh, so a, it's an, it's a, it's an entertaining movie. It's the best one since the first one. Uh, and you know, maybe, and a lot of things of course are better than the first one as far as, yeah, like the stunt work and whatnot. And then B, it was a solid hit. Like it, it, it actually made, I was looking, I was actually surprised. It made 70 million. It's opening weekend, which at the time was the biggest opening ever in April and bigger than Tokyo Drift's entire domestic gross. Yeah. They, they really wanted Walker and diesel back. Yeah, and, I guess that that there was some alchemy there as far as like what people were into. About and they this. didn't they they wanted no drifting whatsoever. Right. <laughs> they got Han out of the way first. He's like, I hear there's some interesting things going on in Tokyo. Like, yes. So, and and it's just weird because he's like helping Dom and his family, and you know the crew he's got set up down there with Letty like steal gas. 
Mm-hmm. And then Dom's like, the heat's coming in. I don't want you around. You should leave. And like, he goes from that to like, I'm going to go to Tokyo and find a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for Han. Like, he, he's had like a really cool, like, action, you know, action star life. And then he goes to Tokyo and then this, 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 Har- this Harry Herb shows up and it's like, ugh. And, and it winds up getting him all killed. Like, it, he winds up dying because of this douche. Um, in Tokyo. So, yeah, I feel bad for Han. Uh, um, light one for, uh, for Han. Uh, pour one out for Han. Um, and then this movie, of course, introduces uh, the lovely Gal Gadot as Giselle. Okay, uh, so, well, spoilers, I guess she comes back. Shows up in this film. I could have just been saying introduces to the world in that, but yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> but you, you said... might see her again. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So a couple people. It's always interesting to go back because I haven't seen these, and now I'm looking yeah. at movies that are you know over a decade old. And and suffice to say, by the way, uh, since I yeah, I guess I did insinuate there. Uh, people have been mostly cool on Twitter, but don't tell Matt anything, guys. Let him experience the journey for himself. As well, we go. I, I'm assuming Letty's not dead, even though that was the whole driving plot of this movie right. Right. unless unless she has a twin named betty like because mm-hmm. michelle rodriguez comes back so uh it, yeah it's interesting just to see like al Gadot show up and then shay wiggum is there from who i wouldn't know notice big until of course boardwalk empire but uh he's yeah and then uh paul Agent walker's Carter. shithead um partner or just co-fbi guy it is interesting that brian is able to he didn't go back to the police force no he joined the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So it's not like, because they were like, we, they talked about him being reinstated. It was like, well, he was never a Fed. No. But now, so it's like he's, he, not only did he come back, get to be in law enforcement again, but he got a huge bump up as far as like jurisdiction and responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's gotten way bigger. Uh, Considering everything he's done. I mean, he did help bring down, or, you know, I guess we were talking too fast, too furious. He helped down bring down. Whoever that asshole was. was right, right. I don't even know what he was smuggling, but he was a bad dude. <laughs> He's doing bad stuff. Uh, they don't bring back uh, Bilkins, the FBI agent from the first So two. that's the thing. He joins the feds, and then they can't get Bilkins back? <laughs> yeah, no Bilkins. Bilkins asked for they, too much money. I was going to say, he was asking for that Bilkins, that Bilkins <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah. I have no idea why he didn't come back, but uh, no Bilkins. Uh, we oh, get no. Like, um, I hope, I hope uh, he didn't we, die. Did he die? Anyway. No, no, I, he didn't. I actually made sure to look it up because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be joking about Bilkins if like he died. Right. Uh, Liza Lapira, who I always like and should be a bigger star, is also one of the FBI agents. Uh, has Sophie Trin, uh, who works with Brian in the movie. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's, it's the, the, the return of the original four. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, John Ortiz is the bad guy. Well, um, so here's the thing. I This is one of those things where I could spot the twist because, A, that guy's in everything. Yes. I just saw him in, like, Skull Island and Cloverfield Paradox. He's in everything. He's in the trailer for uh, Ad Astra, that Astra. Yeah, yeah. Bracket. Yeah. So, and it's like, yeah. And, and then after a while, after, you know, and then he says that very pointed thing where it's like, would you die for him? He's like... I especially would die for him. I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's you. (laughs) You're just making like a wink at nobody. Like, it's like there's literally no one else around for him to like make that reference to. So he's just he's doing a very knowing comment to himself. He's like later on, he's like, that guy didn't know what I meant. (laughs) What an idiot. Uh, Idiot. Also, uh, John Ortiz, though, uh, he is in everything. 
and I admire him as a, a, a actor who I w- I don't want to say he's chameleon like you recognize him, but he can play very different type of roles. Because the other thing I always think of him from is Togetherness, the HBO show where he was like the wasn't he the priest? Uh, no, he was just the the was wasn't he that? just like the 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 sweet normal guy that Melanie Linsky was having an affair with or flirting with? Uh, but oh, you know he has. Why like, do I think he was a priest? Am I thinking of Fleabag? But wasn't he like a good guy? I, uh, didn't he do like he did social work he was I'm just social saying work. He, yeah okay yeah. he was he not did a charity priest, but he did charity stuff yeah I'm yeah saying. but he was just this nice curly so, hair yeah, so you know priest like frumpy guy i call uh, so, anyone who does like selfless charity work priests but in this movie you know you shave his head and he's the evil <laughs> uh drug lord or whatever he was doing i can't remember braga, braga. Bra- yeah uh and then oh by the way matt we probably should address it's been a few weeks but we should address that our faux pas uh, you said it, but then I agreed with you, <laughs> which was uh, that there was no Robin Hood aspect to um, Yeah, I guess first... not. I guess I misread it because the opening scene of the first Fast and Furious movie, it seemed like the dude who was like contacting somebody, it's like they were rolling out a stolen shipment, but I guess that was a legitimate shipment. So they, uh, they were just stealing stuff. They're just thieves. But that just made the trucker at the end, who's trying to kill them with a shotgun even more intense. Like, just let him steal it, dude. Well, they have that one line about how these guys are, yeah, but it's are like, like, they're not, they're taking a stand. <laughs> just, that guy was- I'm sorry, but I feel like if you're a trucker and like three cars roll up on you doing weird tricks and people jump onto your goddamn truck, right. <laughs> like you're allowed to like, let that shipment go and you won't get any, I don't know what these companies are doing. Like you're fired. You couldn't stop. You couldn't stop the highwayman. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I misunderstood that whole thing. There was no Robin Hood aspect of it. In the same way, like, I don't understand why Han was just stealing in Tokyo Drift. He's just They're just thieves. They're terrible people. <laughs> but they love each other. <laughs> the other thing they kind of got rid of from the first movie is Dom's like, I will die before I go back to prison. And I'm not saying that because obviously he was ready to die in a revenge mission to avenge uh, Letty's death. And willing to go down and get arrested for it at that moment. It's not like when the cops showed up at the end, he was like, you know, went down in a blaze of glory. Because he said he was going to die before he went back. And this is after only serving two years in prison. So in a relatively short stint in prison, he came out with a very hard credo about like, I will die before I serve another day in prison. Then at the end of this, he gets the maximum sentence. And then hence that he's rescued at the end. But... It's just they sort of went away from that because the cops were closing in on him and there was no insistent there was no like insinuation that where he was like, and you know me, I'm going to shoot at them and go and get, get myself killed. He just didn't want everyone else to get arrested because he was going to get arrested. Right, right. But you so could they, say at this point, Dom has lost Letty, gotten revenge for that. So he's he's in a different headspace now. So whatever his two years of trauma in prison were. He's 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 moved past it and he's willing to go he's back. He's like, I had to work in the laundry room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I hate laundry. And Mia's like, yeah, he does. Ever since he was a kid, he hated laundry. Never again. I liked Brian holding the ankle of the guy. That was good. That was really fun <laughs> at the end, too. Um, that was good stuff. <laughs> was that scene where he's he's flirting with Gal Gadot and he's yeah. like, what kind of woman do you like? Or, and he's like, 20% angel. 80% devil. And I'm like, is that like a tagline from a horror movie that I don't know? Was that <laughs> She-Devil or Hellraiser or something? <laughs> I don't know. It also does, and I know earlier, I think the second one especially, but the other movies in this franchise have done it, but it's like, 
the uh, compare. Uh, you know, we can make like punny references to cars and women because she's like, "Are you one of those guys who likes your cars more than your ladies?" He's like, "I appreciate anything that's like well built." Or I can't remember how he says it. Yeah, he says, "I appreciate the 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 body, no matter the make or something." Right, like right. <laughs> He's like, "I'll fuck a car." He's like, I don't care. <laughs> And I have. Um, hey, I forgot to ask you as we move into the uh, the second half of this series so far. Um, did you see the post credit scene to the first movie? No, I didn't stick around. Well, okay, uh, because I still could. It's on Netflix for free. Okay, it's 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 inconsequential. But I will say, going forward, Matt, don't turn it off right when the credits uh, begin. <laughs> Netflix doesn't let me, Eric. <laughs> Well, I mean, now I can because it's not Netflix. But yeah, okay. Netflix just switched on to the next thing, like whatever it was. Like, well, oh, I changed all my settings so it doesn't do that to me. I still oh, have you to. Can change it. Yeah. I still have to switch back to make the box full size so it's not in the corner, but it doesn't yeah. autoplay into something else. So. The worst. Uh, we can agree that the first movie was Point Break, right? Yes. This movie, uh, this movie was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? Like they're both they're they're both uh, trying to get the same guy through different means. You know, one's legitimate, one's sort of the rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that. Uh, All right, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, and then of course, uh, Paul titling, Walker's Michael Caine. The, the titling of this series becomes a fascinating thing because I get like yeah, Too Fast Too Furious, extremely funny. Um, you know, use of the number two. The third one I get dropping any numbering because it was such a standalone movie. Uh, this one is the gang's all back. We want to like, you know, kind of going back to our roots. So I guess they wanted to just title it like the first one. So they but just dropped. The no, buzz. they didn't. Yeah, they took out the those and they added an ampersand. They could have done fast and furious, but they didn't do that. Well, they were facing an. I would that would have made me start watching the series from this movie if they right. called it fast and furious. <laughs> but uh, I feel like they were facing an uphill battle already. They didn't. I don't think they knew it was going to be as big a hit as it was as it wound up being. No, no, no. Like one they would did. just wanted everyone back to try to capture some of the magic the the first couple movies had, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, this was the biggest hit. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah. So total, it made three hundred sixty three worldwide, biggest hit. But not like we're still not in like you know mega block. We're st- this is like this is a hit series. This is a profitable series that has some bumps. But if you get the right, if the actors are all back, people will turn out for it. Great. Uh, but uh, they... I guess don't spoiler it, but I do want to know: Does Dom going forward? Does he like CSI other crash sites? Oh yeah, when he uh, uses his like powers of car, or he's like Will Graham, but with like uh, nitro burns on the ground. Yeah, yeah it's very specific <laughs> with cars. Yes, <laughs> uh, I won't say whether that happens again or not. I will say that yes, it was uh, it was another thing that people uh, had a good time with when the movie opened. That yeah, I remember a lot of reviews bringing up like yeah, Dom can just. If, if there's a car crash, he can definitely <laughs> tell you everything that happened. <laughs> he's just – the rest of the movies, he's just an insurance investigator. That's right. It's like investigating like uh, rear ends and uh, fender benders. It's anyway, funny, I like the movie. Like, yeah. The movie when they go, uh, I don't do that anymore, but then he just really doesn't do it anymore. He's like, I told you I don't do it anymore. <laughs> right, right. What does that mean to you? Nothing. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Sorry for the uh, bumps and blurps and the max headrooming at the top of the show. Fortunately, that smoothed itself out. I think it was the uh, all the animals, the your cat, the outside cat, the roadrunner. I think yes. they helped. There's a lot That's going it. on there, energy-wise. Sent- yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to watch two Fast and Oof. Furious movies. Not too Fast and Furious again. No, I know. Yeah, I know. We're going to watch Fast Five <sighs> and Fast and Furious 6. Um, Matt, I would – I mean it probably is the way it would work out. I'm guessing for your schedule anyway. 
but to not watch them back to back, you know, give them a little space. Yeah, no, no, I, there's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah, uh, that, that, but that was never an option. Uh, so two episodes next week, and then a uh, week after, I think we're gonna have to be off while I'm comic conning, uh, which is scary close, by the way, Matt. I, yeah. I don't like when it sneaks up on me like this. It's not my concern anymore. It's not your concern. All right. All right. Uh, Love you all out there in uh, podcast land. Everything is possible, but nothing is real. And Shakma. Shakma. Shakma! Are you fucking idiot? Or the nice supportive version? Enjoy wrestling. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.